0: patriots post game show our first victorious patriots post game show since what since when week seven (laughs) it's been a while not everybody's gonna love this result here patriots win uh moving to three and ten still holding on to a top three overall selection things get a little dicey here for those people who are really kind of into this for the tankapalooza aspect of things um which i also am because in a lost season uh, wins don't really matter. But, um, you know, that being said, if you have any kind of, you know, affinity for the team and for the guys and feel bad, you know, of what they've been going through, and I know a lot of people do, and uh, guys guys who've been there, like the David Andrews of the world and this and that, um, having to suffer through this brutal season, uh, Yeah some good vibes particularly in the first half when they looked like they were going to score 40 points uh and everything was operating great went super 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 conservative in the second half um you know Pitt woke up a little bit too on defense but um I, I thought they, I thought they really were they were they went into a prevent basically the entire second half just trying not to make mistakes and give the game away yet they made a ton Whoa. of mistakes and almost gave the game away <laughs> Yeah. which is what's incredible about it because they, they, you know, it was, I mean, it was as bad a second half as it was a good first half, but you know, let's get into it. And it, you know, the conversation for anybody here is going to come down to uh zappy and mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to judge Taylor because yep. it was a Taylor two halves. Um, but you know, what did you like? What didn't you like? Which, which half of zappy is closer to the real zappy?
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll start with Zappy is the main thing. You have to, oh, that's a beautiful graphic. Look at that. Yeah, so in the first half, there were still some of the little like hints of what were going to happen later. He did have a turnover-worthy play in the beginning of the game. I forget what it was exactly, but I remember he had a throw that could have been picked off where it looked a little dicey, and I was like, Hell, even right.
0: the touchdown to Henry was a turnover-worthy play. It was just an incredible I'll throw.
1: Say, that's the thing. I'll say, because Minka was sitting on it. That like I had was, to see a
0: couple different angles. Exactly. Ooh. Like, that. That looked to me that that was an easy pick, and he I think he mistimed his angle. You know, it maybe just was a, a step late because to me that was something that he should have stepped right in front of. But it ended up looking like you know, and it was easily one of the best throws he's made because of the result. Yeah. But I thought that was a potential turnover worthy play as well.
1: It was, I would like, I hope somebody asked him about it. Obviously, I am not in Pittsburgh. Uh, but I thought because he put it right out in front of Henry, I thought that he realized, like, okay, I gotta put this, like, out so it's barely catchable it was either so, the best again, like it's, or, yeah it was hard to gauge right. it's hard
0: to decide but exactly. it was yeah anyway yeah but
1: uh in the beginning yeah I think you saw it was shoddy like you saw the accuracy concerns were kind of starting to pop up a little bit like it wasn't a totally perfect beginning of the game uh but it was really the big throws that were the big ones like he has the the both touchdowns to 100 well actually so two of the touchdowns I thought were really Great play calls by Bill O'Brien and great play designs. And Hunter Henry was actually involved in all three of the touchdowns. Uh, there was the first one where he sets a pick. They get Zeke wide open in the flat. I, it's one of my favorite concepts where you just get the running back open. It's really tough for linebackers to cover them with so little space, especially if you know you're playing man defense. So that was the first one. The second one, Zappy Minka was kind of playing underneath and he was reading the quarterback. It would have been tough for him to make a throw because it was in the back of the end zone. But Zappi kind of looked left, knowing he was going to come back to Hunter to keep Minka out of that throwing window. I thought that was really great. And then, of course, the touchdown uh, on the – it was an RPO fake, which when it happened, and Amit – I'll give Ahmed his credit. Ahmed knows ball because when it happened, he was like, wait, was that like the Jalen Ramsey play? And I didn't see it. I had tweeted that actually after it happened because with Mac. It wasn't apples to apples exactly, but it was in Miami. You saw the fake uh, pump screen where they made it look like they were running an RPO. And then Kendrick Bourne went up the same thing, delayed kind of like a wheel type of route. But Mac just – threw a lollipop up there and allowed it to be intercepted. Whereas Zappi threw a different kind of pass and actually threw it direct so that it wasn't as easy for Mickey to make a play. Uh, So I thought that was good. You know, even the throw to Juju, there was the one on the crosser that was a really good throw. But he also had the corner where he way underthrew it. And Juju just made a great adjustment coming back to it and making a catch through contact. So... Um, But that was the kind of thing you wanted to see, whereas last week you saw a lot of Bailey Zappi giving his receivers opportunities and they couldn't capitalize. But I thought Juju really did a great job in the first half of taking advantage of those opportunities. And then, you know, he had the I think there was a a throw to Taequann Thornton that wasn't catchable. I don't know who that was on, but I just just kind of popped in my head. But uh, yeah, the first half for Zappi. Wasn't perfect, but was impressive considering what you expect from him. Now, the second half was when I I tweeted that the Patriots are regressing to the mean. Because when they were that high, you're like, this isn't normal for them. So everybody, I'm sure people rooting for the tank were pretty adamant that they wanted to see them kind of (laughs) sink. But you started to get that feeling like, all right, they're probably going to slow down at some point. This doesn't really feel sustainable. And that's when you saw Bailey Zappi's turnover-worthy plays where on his first interception – What the Patriots are doing was running a high low concept, but to three levels. They had Taekwon Thornton running a deep post. And then on the other side, they had Hunter Henry running an in or like a crosser, and then Juju underneath. It was a weird play design. And this has happened a few times where the check down and the underneath route actually run into each other. So I don't know what's been going on with that. I'll try to ask Bill O'Brien when we have availability. But that was a little funky. So that kind of hurt Zappi's read. But either way, he should have hit Henry. Because he was open against cover three, even if he was afraid of the safety biting down on it, that would have opened up Taekwon deep and he had time. But to his, you know, in his defense, this was after the pass rush had started to kind of collapse in on him and I think it sped up his process. Um, but then he checks it down, and rather than throwing to Zeke, who was a little more open, he doesn't just throw to what didn't look like a great read to Juju, but he threw behind him, which allowed Landon Roberts to pop the ball up. And then you're like, oh, that should have been intercepted. Oh, yeah, it was intercepted. And then he was running out and then had the other play where he threw behind Taekwondo the boundary. That should have been intercepted. And you really just saw everything where Zappy was kind of teetering early on. It kind of caved in on him. Um, but... Ezekiel Elliott, man. Wait, a on. Maybe was, it on him, yeah.
0: was it Zappy or the, uh, how much of it was the Patriots kind of uh, going conservative? Uh, with, with, That's the thing. Were... I
1: didn't really think they went conservative until Zappy started putting the ball in harm's way because I thought that, you know, the play action shot especially was like that was a fairly aggressive play call. Like they're trying to move the ball downfield. I didn't really get the feeling, especially after the first half, that they were trying to reel it in. But after especially that second drive, I was like, yeah, I think they just are trying to maintain the lead and put themselves in position to just not turn the ball over again. Um, I can look at the drive charts again. Honestly, the, the time kind of uh, the end of that game kind of blended together for the offense because it looked so bad. But yeah, so you had the uh, you had the punt, or Zappy got sacked, uh, and then the interception. So yeah, I think that Bill O'Brien just kind of started to read the tea leaves and it was like our pass protection isn't holding up, Bailey Zappy's putting the ball in harm's way. Let's just rely on Zeke, and Zeke got it done. I thought this was Zeke's best game as a Patriot, as a runner and a receiver. We've seen him kind of make some stuff happen on slip screens. We saw last week the offensive line was super, super leaky. Him and Ramondre were having to make guys miss at the line of scrimmage constantly. But I thought he did a really great job doing that. I uh, got I tweeted he got way more yards than he was supposed to get. I'd like to see what uh, uh, my old buddies at Next Gen Stats gave him for uh, rushing yards over expected because there were a lot of times where he just made subtle adjustments or plowed through defenders to get more yards than he should have. So uh, yeah, I didn't think it was conservative necessarily, but I thought that once Zappy started and the pass protection started to you know decline. Bill O'Brien was just like, I'm putting it in the run game. So, so again,
0: maintain. I'll, 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 I'll kind of re-ask the question, which of mm-hmm. the two zappies is closer to the real zap? Because right. you did mention, you did mention regress to the mean, which mm-hmm. means, uh, you know, obviously he's not that good. And I, I'm sure the answer is somewhere in the middle here, but like yeah. you watch that first half and it begs the question, what the hell have the Patriots been doing all this time? Like if this was an option, Why did you go with option B? And then you watch the second half, and while he wasn't slinging it all over the place and throwing the ball into team meetings and, you know, triple coverage and this and that, and, uh, you know, he wasn't that impressive. So I don't know what you feel about. And again, no one's convincing themselves, no matter what happens down the stretch, you know, maybe go with Zappy and don't draft a quarterback next year. Nobody <laughs> thinks that. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we all know that. You're not playing for anything. You're just, it's more of a kind of just trying to figure out as you're doing an autopsy on this season in real time. You know, what went on and why stick with Mac for so long when Z- Zappy doesn't appear to have uh you know a ton of god given talent but mm. he clearly looks and and he does make some a lot of turnover worthy plays but the easiest thing to tell between the two of them is he just looks more comfortable right yeah, at all 100%. times even Easily. even making bad plays he looks mm. comfortable prior to doing it all <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what I mean is like remember when just, Mac was there? <laughs> <laughs> no they're just they're sometimes poor decisions yeah but he's not happy feet happy feet Run, you know, scrambling back foot throwing, you know, he's just, uh, yeah, that was a bad read or I, you know, threw it into uh, you know, tight coverage where like, you know, you see a lot of other people who, you know, they just look uncomfortable and, and Mac is one of them. Trubisky is one of them. Uh, They just don't look great back there. And Zappi looks far more comfortable uh, in the pocket and operating the offense.
1: Yeah. Like I think it was the crosser to Juju where you saw him take the two hitches up in the pocket. It's like, yep. it stinks because you know, we say, like, oh, we haven't seen that in so long, but I think I mean, I don't think anybody cares at this point. Like, I'm not gonna just make up some storyline, but you know, I think with Mac, because we did we stopped seeing it for so long, you forget that he was doing that his rookie season. Like, there's this was not a conversation last year for a reason. It's just that Mac getting hit for so long and not being able to trust his receivers. That just wore down on him after a long time. And frankly, we saw the microcosm of that happening to Bailey. Where the he got he got sacked for the game of the two minute drive they tried they killed that drive he gets sacked on third down on their opening drive and then you see the interception because it speeds up his process so you know I think it's important to understand and I kind of remember like where are this Patriots offense is and like they had a great first half that was awesome this is also a Steelers team that admitted that they underestimated the Cardinals last week. So we don't know how much of that carry over. Clearly, you know, what's going on in Pittsburgh isn't great. I I did uh, five questions uh, with uh, some guys with the Steelers, and they actually mentioned – I was asking, like, is this Mike Tomlin's last season? Like, I don't want to be dramatic, but is he losing the locker room? Because last week – players said they underestimated the Cardinals and Tom was like, no, he didn't. And the guy and and uh, my buddy, Jared Bailey was like, yeah, no, I might be time for a fresh start, which is crazy to hear about Mike Tomlin. It's kind of like what I'm sure that Steelers fans are thinking with Belichick. So it's important to like, remember that first yeah, Tomlin's half Tom always it a, had,
0: always had the room, you know, like he's, right, a, he's right. a clear, like, you know, command and respect guy. They even pointed it out on the broadcast when you had like, you know, Pickens taking a playoff, um you know uh uh, you know uh, you know not not... Johnson always (laughs) taking
1: a playoff Johnson doing
0: (laughs) it uh, a couple weeks ago and apologizing for it after the fact when he was you know when he was outed for it but then Pickens does it tonight two guys who are clearly done with this you know what's going on here yeah and you know I I remember somebody was talking about it I, I think Garrett Wilson might have been Dominique Foxworth was talking about it on, on, on a show today about how, like, Garrett Wilson's been a saint this year for not doing that sort of stuff with the Jets. Yeah. But, like, a lot of that goes a long way. Like, you either just kind of take it, you know, how many receivers have had to kind of grit their teeth? You know, like, how many times did it happen to Larry Fitzgerald? You know, like, you grit your teeth and you just live through a not great offensive situation knowing that your talents are being wasted. Some people, Understand it, and then they, they're professionals, and then others behave like these guys are. And those things, th- those are bad signs, yeah. you know? And
1: I'll say, like, I tweeted out that the Patriots receivers have not been great with that either. Like, Devontae Parker's body language is usually awful. Juju had some real bad moments last week as well. And I was like, the steel, like, as bad as the Pats receivers have been, the Steelers are putting on a masterclass because these yeah. are two, like, receiving cores that have been very. And- Vocal with their bodies about how not happy they are with their offense, even though you know the Patriots' receivers have way less ground to stand on than a Deontay Johnson and a Pickens, who yeah, you know, it doesn't look good, but those are two talented guys who are probably just pissed off that they're in a bad system. Whereas, you know, it's not the same for New England's guys, but uh, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was um a matchup where you understand why the Patriots had so much success early on. But if we're talking about what is this offense for real, I think it's what we saw in the second half where that's what it's been, where they have to rely on the run game because the pass protection can't hold up. And it uh, contributes to the quarterbacks making bad decisions because they feel like they can't trust their surroundings.
0: Yep. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, we'll kick around a few more things. Uh, you know, uh, you know, throughout the show. And, you know, they, there were some positives. And again, we're going to give the defense its flowers once again. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, you're facing once again a, a pitiful offense, but, you Good know.
1: run game, though.
0: They're asked to step up and, and they did it again and again. Also going to talk about what this win and possibly more wins might um, uh, my, you know, how it could factor into Bill Belichick's future, and I don't mean necessarily keeping him around. Uh, we'll talk about all of those things as well. First, just tell you real quick uh, if you want to get in on any action uh, heading into the weekend here, you can sign up for FanDuel, exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network and the official partner of the NFL. If you visit FanDuel.com Boston, you get 150 in bonus bets when you place a winning $5 money line bet. And I'll tell you this, I, uh, you know, this is why I don't do this stuff for a living. Uh, I'm not the betting guy. Uh, you know, I have my moments, but two weeks ago, I thought they were outright beating the Chargers. Two weeks ago, I'd say five days ago. Mm-hmm. I thought they were beating the Chargers outright. And, you know, in fairness, when you hold a team to six points, you should beat them. And they didn't. So I don't feel that that was that wrong, but it was wrong. Um, this, I said, no matter what they said, the over-under at hammer it because the Patriots aren't going to put any points <laughs> on the board against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. They they they, they eclipsed that in the first half. So those were bad takes, bad 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 takes. So don't I don't think
1: they were bad takes. I, I think they were very good and right reasonable takes. You wouldn't don't listen to me to the
0: other way. <laughs> make, make your own decisions. Go to fanduel.com/boston and sign up today. Get those 50, 150 in bonus bets when you win any five dollar money line bet. Once again, fanduel.com. Also, we want to give a shout out to our friends over at Dreamers Pro. They are running a special on their show. <laughs> where you can get $20 off your first order at SeatGeek. You want to get in on any action? You want to see the red-hot Patriots down the stretch here at Gillette Stadium? Uh, you know, maybe those tickets won't be going for $5 on secondary uh, outlets, uh, you know, now that the Patriots have, 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 have uh, found their winning ways. But Dreamers Pro, you go there, use the code Dreamers Pro at SeatGeek, uh, America's number one ticket broker here, and you'll get 20 bucks off your first order. Once again, use the code dreamers pro at seat geek this is pretty good there's a lot of cool stuff going on whether it's a sporting event uh or you want to go to a show uh you know sometimes you got to go to those brokers and SeatGeek geek uh has a zillion events on their site every single day uh and a 20 dollars discount really helps uh helps things out there so go and check it out uh getting back to the game itself we talked about zeke which is great um what what got into juju
1: I think that uh, he just wanted to get, shove it to his whole team. Is that I it? don't think it's a coincidence that he no, hasn't it's been around for like 13 – Yeah, it ha- he hasn't been around for 13 weeks. I mean, if he does this for another couple weeks, then sure. And also, you know, we didn't really hear from him much in the second half, so let's just keep things in perspective there. Uh, but, I mean, I don't want to take anything away. Like, the dude balled out in the first half, which long-term kind of makes you go, well, what the hell have you been doing this whole season? Um, because we haven't seen anything like what we were seeing from him today. Like, I, I mean, in fairness, I think he's had some tough grabs on the sideline. He's made a couple of good scramble adjustments, but like not what we saw today. Like, this is what I was hoping that we were going to see in the off season. So he's capable of it. Apparently Uh, we just haven't been getting that consistently, which, you know, I don't know, man, maybe he just found a rhythm, but it really does seem like not a huge coincidence that he just starts to play out of his mind in a way that we didn't even see this out of him in camp. Like the place he was making, I have not seen from him as a Patriot in terms of like his effectiveness at the catch point. Like he's been open at times this season more than um, his stats may suggest, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it was uh I wouldn't expect this to be a regular thing. It would be a pleasant surprise from an entertainment perspective if he started doing this every week. But uh, yeah, I think he just wanted to shove it to his whole team
0: and shove it. He did. Uh, I, I would say, I'm not going to lie um, that, you know, uh, just based on the chat here, people are upset uh, for the win. And I understand that. I, I, I get it. I, I get it.
1: And I will say this because the Cardinals have a buy, they are still one of only a few teams who have what is it? Let me look at Tankathon. It is a stronger uh,
0: strength of schedule than the Patriots,
1: right? And there's uh, they're the only teams with fewer than four w- wins. Or uh, sorry, you one, have a one of game three, cushion, two, of yeah, three. right. So they still have a top three pick. Let's you know remember that it's not the end of the world. I understand, but like if they win another game. That's where you hit the panic button and you're like, all right, now you're messing with, you know, yeah, my future five, as a Patriots
0: fan. There's currently five four win teams, and that mm-hmm. would complicate things because chances are there'll be at least three remaining um, before uh, all is said and done. And so, uh, you know, you're going to fall into the five, you know, potential four, five, six range based on uh, what happens there.
1: Good news. The only real winnable game, or like reasonably winnable game, is the Jets. So, like, one thing I was excited about is it kind of it didn't stink because I did find some good nuggets. But like, preparing for this game for my scouting report, I was like, geez, man, this is like so hard to really get excited about because obviously, like, the scoring total and it just seemed like it was gonna be two heads banging their two teams banging their heads against the wall." Uh, but yeah, the next two weeks we get to study some fun teams who will hopefully, you know. Uh, run them out three teams who uh, are gonna you know give them a much harder test than what we got from a a really down bad Steelers team I don't think they're playing anybody who's quite like this for the rest of the season I'll
0: tell you this too I mean we are we are watching some bad overall football Uh, so it was actually I uh, from the one thing I will say you know and again I'm rooting for the tank not cuz I'm an evil person it's just practical. Uh you know there's no hatred in my heart. Um but it's just more practical. Uh it is hard to root against them. I'm not mad at the you know patriots. Uh it just makes more sense. It's a it's a fa- it's a faster path to a rebuild. However, it was f- it was definitely fun to see some functional offensive football for the yeah. first time in a long time. So that first half was a little bit welcome. It felt weird to like be annoyed that it was happening, but it was
1: a um, really bizarre. That first half was just like I felt so weird. I'm like I'm I'm excited and I'm <laughs> juiced up but I don't think I'm supposed I, to be. <laughs> I think it's
0: overall helped your mood. So I I'm happy for you too for not having to live through the this has been a real miserable slog for you uh you know this year and I you know still th- best job you in you the world. It. We, <laughs> yeah, a little,
1: little boost is good for everybody. Uh, but there was there was one one other one that I had that I thought was a little positive little nugget. I, I forgot what it was. I'll remember. I'll
0: remember. I'm sure it had to do with Jelani Tavai. You love tweeting and talking about him. Oh man,
1: that you want to talk about that penalty? That was a
0: bad call. That was great.
1: Jelani's literally walking off, being like, "Damn, Damn I
0: messed up. I bit." The, se- <laughs> the center, the center does that every time on the that punt. Was crazy. The that snapper, what the that hell was crazy. that?
1: Literally just picked up his head. Like that's it was very obvious do. that they moved because he picked up his head. I, I, bizarre man. That's one of the worst blown calls I've ever seen. That was a really
0: bad one. And the, the Steelers sideline is like, that's not a penalty. Like there's nothing you could do there. You know, it's so frustrating for them. I'll ask this question, um, because I had somebody pose it to me as well. The thought of Bill Belichick wrapping up his tenure, you know, I don't know whether there's saving yourself, you know, if, uh, if things go well uh, and, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't know because I, I don't think craft thinks like most people think, I think he really, uh, you know, reveres bill and his ability and his smarts to, 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 to you know, to run the operation. Um, and I don't think it's as cut and dried as, as everybody thinks. I, I think yeah. it's, I I don't, meaning nothing would surprise me, even though it seems like all signs are pointing to it's over. Now, let's say it is, in fact, over. (laughs) Is there any chance that winning and not looking as bad as they've looked down the stretch inflates Bill Belichick's trade value? Because one of the things people are concerned about was this. Like, they go 2-15. and Who's hiring this guy to save them? You know, like, he's the architect of one of the, most miserable seasons in football history you know the way this offense was trending let alone Patriots history and you're and it's just you're selling really low there if you had any hope of compensation (laughs) you need Bill to look a little bit shinier now I know that would hurt your draft position um but if you wanted to get any extra draft capital or you thought that this was a trade I do wonder whether looking better down the stretch may (laughs) because put it this way they start playing well, you can pin a lot of it on Mac and be like, well, mm-hmm. they stuck with him because they thought he was the best guy, but really the problem was Mac all along. I'm not saying that's the case, but I do wonder <coughs> what the narrative around Bill is if they have a stronger stretch dr- stretch run here. If I think you've already,
1: in terms of Bill the coach, I think you've got plenty of examples of this team hasn't given up or given up on him. You've got players openly defending him when they're asked about him you haven't had the type of dissension that you've got from like a Jets where people have been openly pissed off and you've seen there's a lack of buy-in at times. With the Patriots, you don't really feel like people don't care. Like they have the best run defense of the past decade. So one of the best of the past decade. And that is you don't play good run defense if you don't care. It is like every time I ask players about why they did well in you know run defense this week or whatever – They're like, it's about execution, technique, and effort, and most of it is effort. Like, if you want to be a good run defender, you're going to be a good run defender because most of it's just throwing your body and just being tougher than the other person. So I think that's a really good sign for him. The pass defense has had its problems, but a lot of those are just J.C. Jackson. They have not quit. and
0: so that's what's interesting is they've not quit I mean you said you've got some issues with some receivers here but I find some of these guys to be like Johnny come lately rental type guys not necessarily Mm -hmm. but like Juju year one you know Devante whatever I know you know he's hot and cold with that sort of stuff in terms of attitude um but for the most part as you said they're fighting you know like they Mm -hmm. how pumped did they look when you know when, when they were scoring early in that game you know like they're they're going out there and they're trying this isn't a lot of like uh what's the point sort of stuff right Uh, and even still the defense could have completely turned on the offense right now even in that six nothing loss it wasn't like damn these guys got to help us it was well shit if our job is to shut the other team out to win then that's what we got to do you know like and (laughs) you know that's a positive sign that Mm -hmm. you know still throughout this he garners enough respect uh, for people to not uh, quit and bail out because that's what kind of, you know, part of the bill problem It's as far as other people are looking at it is, you know, what Rex Ryan had said, you know, on a talk show the other day, is it just hard to play for the Patriots? Is it just new, this generation just doesn't want to deal with all of the you know, the details and the grinding and the no fun and the homework and the changing the playbook all the time and just how challenging it is to be a New England Patriot and just have a guy who's just doing it and like it kind of is, you know, seems kind of miserable. Um, and it's not worth it when you're not winning. So who wants to do this anymore? Obviously, there's guys here who still absolutely love playing for him.
1: Yeah, I think Jabro Peppers put it best. This could have gone Last really
0: week. bad yeah. the way Bill Belichick runs a team and it hasn't yet.
1: And again, Jabril Peppers, he mentioned last week, he was like, "He t- Bill tells us every single week, this is what we need to do to beat this team. And if we don't do it, we lose. So I think it's one thing if you're part of an organization where they, you know, they have all these mantras and they tell you all these things and then the, the product doesn't work and you're like, well, like I, the whole system is kind of, I don't get what we're doing here. It's very different when, like Pepper said, Bill Belichick is handing you the keys to the game. He's like, do this we will win. And you look back at the tape and it's like, well, we didn't do that. Now on the field, like coaching and all those things, those are still significant and the poor execution and the roster building, that's bill, the GM, like all those things still matter. But at the end of the day, I think one of the reasons he has the buy-in is because of that where players have to look at themselves and be like, well, bill told us exactly what we had to do and we didn't do a good enough job. So how mad can we really be, at him or at the organization, when our execution has been poor. And I don't, as an outsider, it's almost impossible to know, virtually impossible to know, how much of that is really just, they're not being prepared well enough, Um, you know, on a more minute level, not just like here, the game plan notes, it's just like technique and all those things like that, whatever. Uh, but I think that is the biggest thing, is that there is tangible evidence that Belichick still knows what he's doing and is putting them in position to succeed, it's just not coming through. And a lot of it again is the offense, which is just not something that he spends most of his time doing as we learned last year, where he was involved in a way that was uncharacteristic. So if they can retool the offense and build a GM, just find some way to kind of get up to the, uh, to update his, um, I guess the way that he sees roster building and things like that and gets himself a competitive offense. I think that bill, the coach yeah. is fine and he could still be great. Uh, Cause on thing. defense, I think you're seeing it. Yeah.
0: That's the thing is like, you know, everyone's so quick to say, Bill's got to go. I, it's just what you really wish would happen is that Bill could change. You know, it's it's if he can't change his thinking, his philosophy, drafting defensive players because that's his comfort zone, drafting, you know, and a Taylor, well, you know, I I, I don't think I could have been more annoyed about the draft, not in terms of just the players picked. It was the type of players picked. And I was really annoyed by the coverage after the draft of like, they got some really good players. I wasn't saying they didn't, they just didn't need those. And I don't know that they did because Marte Mapu can't see the field and Keon White is nice, but you just didn't need depth at those positions as much as you needed so much else. So I just find that so brazen um, to, to ignore these obvious needs. And that's what drove me crazy. Then it's driven me crazy in past drafts, you know, ignoring these things you wish bill would just not, do that and would Mm -hmm. understand what modern nfl offenses need in order to be moderately successful and then be aggressive in that or recognize that up like i use this example all the time the older i get the more i lean on kids to help with aspects of the business that are just shit i'm not good at like you know who are most of the so who's running social media at most of the companies like ours 24 year old 25 year old kids because they get it better than we do i'm not gonna be like hey what do do an instagram for me you know like no it's stupid like get the kids let the kids do it i let do everything you know so bill's gotta get a guy who's just gonna be like i'm gonna we're gonna i i i know what i'm doing here we're gonna get a whole bunch uh of you know cool offensive weapons and I'm going to make it all work and this and that. You wish Bill would go outside the organization for creative help for different people and not always these institutional guys who learned under him in the first place. So the thinking is stale and it's the same thing that's been going on passed down. Worst thing that happens in these situations this happens in any job. People learn from the people in front of them and whether they're ready or not, they ascend to the position because of comfort but they might not be as good so they're doing what their predecessors did but worse and then it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse I've seen that in places I've worked before the the people who we started with are not the people who we ended up with but Mm -hmm. you just keep passing them up you know but you know moving them up the chain because whatever so open it up bring in some young hotshot play caller you know try different things I don't know that he does that. And I think that's what happens is it's Bill's way or, or no way at all. And yeah. and, 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 and that's where you're stuck. Cause I, I, but I do think people need to consider what they're losing with bill. It's not as easy as just get rid of the guy. He's a clown, you know, eh, that's not, that's not true.
1: <laughs> I mean, no, I agree. And that's, I've been on the, you know, I wouldn't say the wagon necessarily, but I've admitted that like, yeah, there's a lot of reasons to fire bill. And if you wanted to make the case, you absolutely can. And especially in the middle of this losing streak and especially like after all the games, it's really hard to sit here and be like, yeah, I'll probably be back. Because just the mood that you feel and like being in the locker room and the way that the crafts respond, like in their own box, it's like, all right, you can definitely see why they would split ways. But then at the same time, there's nights like tonight. And there's things that people say and there's little nuggets where you're like, but it's not as bad as people may have may have expected it to be because it has been bad record wise. Like it yeah. has been a hugest disappointment of a season, but we have not seen it fall apart to the degree that it very easily could have. And like, you know, you can say that you're just kind of making excuses or whatever, but you have to give Bill some credit for that because it has been incredible. No one has turned on him. And the only admissions we've had a frustration have been like Devon Gotcha being like, yeah, it's annoying. Like, I'm frustrated. And and Phillips being like, well, we just have to pitch shutouts. That's not really that bad. That's like very human and understandable in three straight games where you give up 10 or less and your offense can't win. Like, that's understandable, but it's not like, I don't know what we're doing here or like we need to do this or that. Because that's what you usually see when organizations get to the point where it's like you need wholesale change, pull all the plugs, full stop. And even if Belichick does move on, I think – a lot of people are probably on the bandwagon of like, well, please keep the defensive staff. Cause you want some of what Bill Belichick instilled culture wise and defensively, because he's still one of, if not the greatest defensive mind in football. And you see that week in and week out. Like these plans are fantastic. It's just sometimes the excuse isn't there because there are pieces in there that they didn't expect to have such prominent roles.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I mean, this this did have a chance. I mean, I think the key to a successful season this year was really Mac not being this much worse Um, and having a semi-functional offense while you had an elite type of defense. And that I think was what people thought could have kept them competitive. You lost a lot of playmakers on defense. And then you had this stretch offensively where you were playing great defensive games against the mediocre teams that were coming up on the schedule and just didn't have enough offense to win. So, I mean, you're right. Even, even a slightly less bad offense And it's a five or six win team right now. Um, So you're right. But again, it's just one side of the ball is just so talent deficient. It's hard to ignore. And that's the problem is it's just, it's bordering on negligence. And I think that's where it really comes down to, which is like, man, I don't, I, I don't know how long you can keep ignore. Like this is this, this shit almost caught, like, I mean, look what it did to Brady. Like, Brady lost his mind late you know not not just because they wouldn't lock him up but you know like is a, he has you know that that Super Bowl run he was miserable all year, miserable and then he was miserable as hell the next year and you know he was so mad that he makes them go trade for Antonio Brown they didn't want to do that then he makes them go get you know get me something else and then they give up a second for Sanu you know it was just desperate because they had ignored so much of it. Um and you know it just wasn't sustainable. And then they just continued to ignore offense every year since, which is just nuts. You lose the best quarterback who's ever played, and you just don't try to. I mean, I know you drafted Nikhil the next year, so you took a shot, but that was about it.
1: One thing that does need to get answered for offense understandable, defense did its job. What the hell special was going teams. On? special teams? So oh, that's my another God. thing.
0: When when you have roughly a seventh of your roster uh dedicated to only special teams that's all they do that's it and nobody does that anymore because special teams are getting phased out of the game um and the patriots still go crazy on it hoping that that's an area where they'll where they'll uh you know have a huge advantage over everybody else and they're horrible this was horrible today
1: yeah so i'm looking at it right now so Bryce
0: Baringer had two
1: touchbacks, and that's not even the worst part. That's just what I looked up at the moment. He had one block because Ty Montgomery got walked back and gave up a block. Brendan Schooler, once again, does not keep his composure. I don't know what it is, and he's a really talented player. No one's good enough to be drawing stupid penalties like when you slap somebody in the face. That's not one of these things where, like, somebody pushes your guy and you shove them. Like, there are some, like, overly aggressive penalties where it's like, yeah, I understand. That's understandable. You don't hit somebody in the face. That's just stupid. Uh, uh, that's aggressive, but it's just not smart football. Um, and then uh, and then uh, what was the other one? There was another one that oh, yeah, uh, Jelani Tavai, the false Tavai star an fight.
0: obvious penalty that wasn't, and one of those Barringer touchbacks was one on a play the Patriots should have gone for it. Um, mm-hmm. anyway. And this was again Bill being very, very, very conservative, um, punting on fourth and less than one twice uh in the game, and then obviously at the very end, but <laughs> the um the that touchback was 7 yards deep like that wasn't a ball that bounced at the 3 he kicked yeah. it 6 yards into the end zone I mean, that's just a horrible horrible punt then he, even on the last punt he tried to sideline it uh and and he, and he landed it on the 20 so i mean just not a good game for him he's been good he's you know he's been better than that so but it was he, a rough game it was a rough yeah, couple of weeks
1: for him. yeah yeah Um, But yeah, the special special. teams, and with Joe Judge back in the mix, like they signed Chris Board, who was a stud special teamer for Detroit, and like you said, with a seventh-year roster committed to these types of guys, you expect this to be one of the better units in the NFL. And you basically
0: have two special teams coaches in Judge and Cam McCord, you know? (laughs) I don't get it,
1: man. I really, I just, I have no explanation. It's, uh, I don't know how you fix it. Because Joe Judge was supposed to be the answer because Cam Acord wasn't doing well enough when he took over for Judge. And now it's just like, all right, not a whole lot of improvement. So, yeah, that needs to get fixed because if you're talking about next year, if this offense gets better, then you're hoping that you're in more close games that are competitive. But the big difference maker in those games is when you have a special teams unit that's giving up big returns like we saw last week or getting dumb penalties where, you know, it didn't get called, uh, they didn't get called for it, but they should have gotten called for it. And that's like taking away possessions, giving offenses longer drives just not nearly good enough. So if we're talking long term, the defense is very good, but the offense and special teams with and they're going to be losing Matthew Slater and probably Cody Davis as well, not that they're, you know, playing at pro bowl levels either. Frankly, like Matthew Slater, I hate to say this, He's not been great the past couple years. Like, if you look at at least his grades, it's hard to go, like, play-for-play with special teams. But his grading, it's more bad than good. And you don't really hear, like you used to, where it's, you know, at least every few games, there's one where Matthew Slater just pops off and you hear his name called a few times. You don't really hear his name. And when you do, it's usually because of penalties or something bad. So this whole unit, like, needs a serious rebuild next offseason.
0: I'm not going to get into my Matthew... uh slater spiel because again i i don't value special teams not in the sense that it's not important i just don't think you should have that many special teams only players i don't think that's a very controversial take i remember I've, i'm fine with it if you're elite if you're elite <laughs> fine but this but is every crazy. year they cut somebody who that could have been useful like even like not you know i'm trying to think recently it was i remember one year they cut Keon on and, and just to keep mm-hmm. somebody who played special teams only i'm like Cross it could have been your fifth or your sixth D back. Like, that's a person who could play for you in dime packages and as an injury replacement versus someone you kept. I was like, just make him a special teamer. Like, figure it out. Like, just have these guys who you're that's who should be your special teamers your, 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 your backup linebackers and, uh, you know, and sixth and seventh DBs, guys mm-hmm. who can do get on the field for you potentially if you need to having guys who only do one thing I think is freaking insane uh in today's NFL so um hold on oh it's funny uh Bailey Zappi uh from the press conference with a little quote here Alex Barth asks Really? No Alex Barth tweets. Did you have anybody special in the crowd tonight? Zappy, nobody. They all watch from home. I don't want to pay for those tickets. I'm still on a rookie contract. That's expensive. That's, That's tough. Yeah, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it's a, four, a fourth a fourth-round rookie contract, so, you know,
1: it's not exactly it. making the big bucks.
0: Not yet, not yet. They need an in-season tournament in the NFL for these uh, lower-paid guys <laughs> to make a couple extra bucks. Um, so, anything else to put a bow on this one here? Is the Patriots win? You know, sad, sad face emoji. Um, you know, uh, to to take down the Steelers. They've got uh, ten days off, and then, <laughs> then the the Chiefs, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Chiefs. Then I think it's Broncos. Chiefs, Broncos, Bills, Jets. Jets.
0: Chief, mm-hmm. Broncos, Bills, Jets. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so four games remaining, um, and the Jets. By then, you know, they'll have Aaron Rodgers back. So.
1: Jabro Peppers defending Bill Belichick again. He said, needed this win for the players and Bill Belichick and the coaches. Don't like all the flack Belichick has been taking. There he goes. Earlier this week, he defended Bill. He's very serious. He does not like it. (laughs) I
0: I, I will say, uh, you know, Peppers has been a great ambassador for this team. He would have made a good, like, Dynasty-era Patriot for the type of swag that he's got. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and and, I... So it, it's a shame it's being wasted on this team because I, <laughs> he is a great defender of uh you know of the Patriots and everything that's going on here. So he's he's been great. Yep. It's a shame.
1: I love Peppers, man. Future captain, lock it in. I've been saying.
0: It's a shame to to waste you know you know and Bill glowed and gushed about him and um and uh Duggar as you know being outstanding and this and that. But yeah, you're you're. They're squandering they're squandering some good efforts there particularly on the defensive side of the ball and again <clears throat> you want to put another positive spin on it you talk about the run defense defensive line was an area of concern entering the season um you know for this team and stopping the run was something they were not excellent at last year. that's something that's completely turned around and you're still playing competitive ball um in the secondary despite losing your what presumably were you know two of your top three corners entering the year.
1: Mm-hmm. And then Zeke uh, talked about Zappi. He said Zapp was balling tonight. He commands our attention in the huddle. He just had so much confidence, and the offense could definitely feel that. Uh,
0: so again, that a lot of this stuff. So far, but... Yeah, I know. But this is all sadly. These are all kind of subtweets tweets of um, you know of uh, th- this is all. This is a referendum on Mac, you know. And um, so my question is this: I don't know what your vibe is here on it, and we'll we'll, we'll wrap with this. The dudes certainly the 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 players seem to want Zappy in there. Uh, like, how out were they on Mac? Or do you think they almost was like kind of like it was like a mercy killing? Like, get the guy out of there. He's he's, he's all messed up. Like, I don't I don't know that they hated Mac, but I definitely think that they really were like, we got to get him out of there. Like, we need I, to, we need to do something different. I
1: think everybody in that locker room understands that Mac like works his ass off.
0: There's no question
1: about that. I think he treats everybody respectfully and is – I think, you know, in his own way, I think he is a good leader for that team. And I think he did everything that he – I really do believe that he did every single thing he could, which is why I don't think people stopped liking him as a person. But I do think, you know, when you're balling and you have a guy on the other side who's turning the ball over constantly, multiple times every game, it's one thing when Bailey's doing it and it's not actually happening. Because you can forget a turnover-worthy play, you know, in the midst of a game when you don't actually turn the ball over. But when it's two and three times the defense is like, didn't we just sit down? Why are we getting back on the field? You know, so I do think that uh, when it comes to the end of Mac's tenure, I think they were just like, I think it was a mercy killing where it's like, he can't he's not doing anything good enough and he's actively helping us lose games. So we just need something else. We have to see if Bailey can at least protect the ball and make the throws that are there. Has he made the throws that are there sometimes, sometimes not. He turned the ball over, you know, last week was his first time. Really uh, not. He had the interceptable pass, but that was on fourth down. So I kind of, it wasn't a great decision. Still could have been returned for a pick six, but I kind of understood his decision-making there. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that it was more just like Mac is struggling, man. We can't keep doing this. Like we're waiting for him to stop with the turnovers and just find some stability, which, you know, to his credit, supporting Cass, like with Bailey, hasn't been helping him very much. But Bailey just, you know, is a bit fresher and was able to um is able to go in with that confidence because I can't imagine how hard it's been for Mac being the quarterback of this team for the past two years.
0: I'll ask you one last question. What is Mac Jones doing at this time next year?
1: Trying to up his uh his trade stock in training camp. Or this time next year. Not that's not how that works. Um, I think he'll be on another team this time next year. Uh, but I do think that the Patriots will try to keep him around and get the highest pick they can for him.
0: Late round pick swap, sadly, I think is all we're gonna get. Yeah,
1: I mean that's I, I don't think he's getting much of anything right now. So if you can get like a fifth. Or whatever, move up a little bit in the fifth round. Hey man, take what
0: you can get. All right, we're gonna wrap. Thank you guys for hanging out. I know everyone is bummed about the win, but rest assured, okay, the Patriots still, still, still hold on to the number two overall pick due to strength of schedule over the Cardinals. Uh, which again, if anybody is Williams or May, uh, you know, ballpark you're still firmly in position there. If that's really what you want to do, you're in Marvin Harrison jr. Land, even though there was a report today that maybe he's not coming out. I think that's not, I think that's not likely, but um, I think the Caleb Williams train might have sailed tonight. Um, And so uh, now the Patriots are two wins clear of Carolina, who did have some potentially winnable games down the stretch there. And the strength of schedule is going to be pretty tight. So, That's something the patriots could have possibly snuck into i think that's become exceedingly difficult now uh for the patriots to be able to do um with the three wins uh there are five teams at four wins certainly if the patriots get there um they're gonna fall a little bit further down in the draft order so again if this is all you're watching for they're still there things got a little tougher i'll tell you this though nobody expected they were going to beat the giants I mean they were gonna lose to the Giants and they did. So that that for your tank for your tanking pleasure was a (laughs) tank was a gift, and you know. (laughs) The, the tank God's giveth and taketh away. They also so. missed,
1: like Bill Belichick said himself, that they essentially missed two extra points on field goal attempts to tie those games. So, like, understand, you already got real, real lucky twice, you know. Eventually, yeah. regressed to the mean, the same thing. So they kind of had to get a win yeah. at some point. So, that team.
0: so it happened. Uh, Taylor, check out Taylor's stuff on CLNSmedia.com. He's going to write it all up and have a breakdown for you about what went on today, what went right, uh, and maybe some things to actually celebrate on the field. Uh, as the Patriots win and beat the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers 21 to 18 the final uh, once again uh, thank you guys for watching check us out follow us on Twitter uh, check out Taylor's uh, written stuff and we'll have much more Patriots coverage throughout the weekend uh, and then obviously in the next week as they get ready for the Kansas City Chiefs